Welcome to the podcast. I'm Larry Markowitz, and this is Spotlight Aisha, the podcast series presented by Aisha, the International Association of Young Lawyers. During season three, we're exploring the topic of efficient law firm management. Today's episode is entitled The War for Talent. We'll discuss how to attract talent to your law firm and how to then retain that talent. Prior to the pandemic, many countries, especially in Europe and North America, were already experiencing labor shortages due to their aging populations. Young adults entering the workforce sought meaning in their work and had little intention of remaining with their employer long term. Add to that the effects of the pandemic with talk of quiet quitting and the advent of work from home. With so many challenges and rapid succession, it's certainly a challenge to be an employer in the third decade of the 21st century. As many of you know, I'm based in Montreal, Canada, and today I'm joined by Nadine Kirch from Frankfurt, Germany, and Kia Menglo from Singapore for a geographically diverse three-continent conversation on the war for talent. To make things even more geographically diverse, I understand that Kia is actually calling into the show from Tokyo this evening. How are things in Tokyo? Konbanwa, everybody. I'm calling in from Tokyo. Great, uh, great from the land of the rising sun, although I've been uh, met with uh, incessant autumn rain so far, which is uh, rather depressing. Hopefully, the podcast today will cheer up everybody's spirits. Thank you, Larry. Well, I hope you at least had some good sushi for dinner this evening before the podcast. Absolutely. I certainly have fond memories of visiting Tokyo for the Aisha 2017 Annual Congress. And Nadine, you oversee human resources at global law firm DLA Piper for Germany, Austria, and Slovakia. While you spend your days hiring, firing, and retaining lawyers, if I understand, you yourself are not a lawyer. You just are surrounded by them. Yes, that's that's right. And um, I work, I think, since five years for law firms. And I really love it. Um, it's a really competitive market, and I'm um, I'm really glad that I'm here today, and I can talk about the world of talents and about recruiting things we have in Germany. Great to have you. And Kia, you're a senior partner from Denton's Rodick, the oldest law firm in Singapore, and one of the big five law firms in that jurisdiction. You're also in charge of your firm's operations in your role as chief operating officer which probably explains why today's topic is of particular interest to you. Welcome, Kia. Thank you, Larry. Yes, indeed. With the vaccination wave sweeping across North America, UK and Europe, uh, we, we have not been spared in Singapore either. So I'm very honored to be able to share insights and views from this side of the Far East. Great to have you. So I, I figured we'd begin by leveraging the geographic diversity of our guests to compare employment markets for lawyers in various parts of the world. Generally speaking, Western European and North American countries have aging populations, while much of Asia has a younger population. So Kia, being in Asia, does that mean you're overwhelmed by young applicants hoping to launch their careers at Denton's in Singapore? Well, in a way, yes, we do have many fresh graduates and lawyers with uh, one to three years of experience applying to join uh, our firm and other law firms in, in, in Singapore and in Asia. Uh, the issue is that uh, the lawyers who are leaving for in-house or leaving the profession, profession altogether are the more senior ones, the mid-level ones as we call them, uh, from four to seven years of experience. So while the, longer, the younger lawyers want to join, they can't really cover the workload. 
are meant for the more senior lawyers. So there's this what we call the quotation marks hollowing out uh, of the profession at the mid-levels, uh, which is a worrying trend for us in, in Singapore. So you do have a, a sort of labor shortage, but more at the, the middle stage. Um, conversely, Nadine, with relatively few youngsters in Germany, <laughs> Austria and Slovakia, is it hard for you to find employees over there? Yes, definitely. Um, it is a very competitive market. Um, there is a high demand and on top, top of that, in addition to the long education, our requirement for applications in law firm in Germany are very high. We only hire graduates with nine points or better in each state exam which is the top of 20% um, of graduates. Um, to meet these challenges, we build a talent pool and we connect and hire future talents really early and support them through their career. Many of our associates have been with us as trainees before. We stay in touch through that time um, and over the course of their legal education and often them an associate uh, contract as early as possible. Once we hired them, we focus on supporting them through all the stages of their career and all the other things which are going on in their lives. Law studies here take a very long time and the lawyer starts their career usually around the age of 30. This is also the time when family planning comes more into focus, when both working and private life needs to be balanced. So being a good employer in Germany uh, means investing for the long term and helping uh, lawyers not only with their legal work and legal studies, but also with their life overall. Yes, like. yes, that's definitely so. And um, we have to see the career perspective from two different things. And the family thing is one important thing for us to manage with them so that they can have a, a career with us. Yeah, and, and so we've been talking about attracting lawyers. Let's talk about retaining lawyers once you've successfully recruited a young lawyer. Kia, once you have recruit, recruited a young lawyer, what sort of challenges do you face in keeping them in your firm? Well, uh, in Singapore, uh, the situation is slightly different from, from, from Germany. Uh, the Singapore law graduates typically start work in the mid-20s, about 25 or 26 for, for the gentlemen and maybe 23 or even younger uh, for the ladies. Um, and, and they're at a different stage from what Nadine has described where they are starting their families and uh, getting married. Um, the, the young lawyers nowadays are a quite different breed from, from my conversations with, with them. Um, they are brought up in a world of uh, much faster space, right? And uh, we're talking about streaming services like Netflix with no ads, music on demand like Spotify, um, VR computer games. So they need to be stimulated and challenged at, at every point of time and uh, young lawyers tell me they get they get bit they get bored very easily and their biggest fear is being in the comfort zone now this is something that's mind-boggling for us because many of us who are in their our 40s or all the way down to my seniors who are baby boomers we want to work towards being in the comfort zone uh, but for these young ones in their 20s when i speak with them is i don't want to be in a comfort zone Kiaming. I, I i want to be challenged i want things to be coming uh, fast you know for me and uh, the reason that they tend to to leave a, a place uh, after every one or two years is, is that among their peers they feel that if they are not moving and not learning and not putting themselves challenging themselves and putting themselves in a, in a zone of discomfort they are not doing themselves a service uh, in terms of career development and that's why they force themselves uh, to leave uh, once they become comfortable in, in a place this is something that's 
really you know difficult for me to understand but I, I'm beginning to to comprehend it at a certain degree so um, what we're doing here is that we, we need to understand that the younger ones are not content with just doing the same work day in and day out um, and we, we, we had to create a program where we challenge them we make them do different things uh, every now and then uh, so that they can we can create a, a you know artificially a zone of discomfort for them within the firm uh, which means potentially switching them between practice uh, departments right somebody doing uh, corporate transactional work and can go into litigation or contentious work for example and switching themselves ever now and then just to give them the challenge that they feel engaged all the time and this this goes on throughout their career because i know when i did my articling before i officially became a lawyer we had a rotation system where we did some litigation some corporate law and so forth and then eventually we chose the area in which we wanted to have an area of comfort but it sounds like you continue such a rotation program for much longer than just when they're articling yes absolutely so so uh, our firm we've started uh Rotation, even when I was pupil, that was 20 years ago, but it was really just for us to decide what we want to do for the rest of our career and stick to it. Now, we have to keep rotating the, the younger ones to put them in a zone of discomfort. That's the big irony here. It's funny. And in Germany, Nadine, is the situation mm -hmm. similar? Are, are young lawyers in Germany also a, a different breed, to use mm -hmm. Kia's words? I, I absolutely agree with Kia um, for the young lawyers. I think in addition, um, they want to have this um, challenge regarding the things they do daily, but they have different expectations and requirements regarding their ways of working, leadership and flexibility. Um, in addition to challenging um, clients and challenging things to do. And when I look at, at us as a law firm, then they meet partners who were socialized in a different way. They, um, as you described, want to be the, in the comfort zone and have different expectations for work life um, and for flexibility, for example. And I think the challenge is to manage all these different um, expectations and requirements um, and to see that um, the success is in, the, in, in this, to, uh, to have all the people in the law firm with all the different strengths um, to create a better success in the end. It sounds like uh, not only are uh, technical legal skills required nowadays, nowadays, but soft skills are very important, more and more important than ever before. Yes, and leadership skills as well to manage all these different things of expectations, um, as well as the expectations of the clients. Kia, in the war for legal talent, what tools do you have in your arsenal? How do you instill loyalty in your team? Well, essentially what we're trying to do uh, are two things. Uh, one is purpose and the second is trust. Uh, first, talking about purpose, we, we begin to realize that beyond material needs and social recognition, uh, people increasingly seek purpose in, in their career and in their lives. Purpose uh, in their chosen careers as well and, and the legal profession being one of the noble profession in, in the world. Right? So we are one of the few law firms uh, that have created a purpose statement uh, this is enshrined our website and I can read it out to you now. We redefine what is possible and shape the future. We're together, everywhere. And that's the purpose statement. We keep it short and sharp, uh, hoping to, to instill in our lawyers uh, what is the purpose for which they are, they are practicing law for. The other element in your arsenal that you mentioned is trust. Can you tell us more about that? 
Yes, absolutely. So the second thing about trust is that we need to realize that lawyers are intelligent, independent creatures. We are creative and we crave autonomy. Uh, but the legal profession being one of the oldest profession in the world is such that we are very conservative as well. Uh, something from the English tradition uh, that, that uh, lawyers will realize that uh, justice must not only be done, but must be seen to be done. And therefore, it, it sort of transmuted into that work uh, must not only be done, but must be seen to be done. Preferably at your desk, you know, uh, as many hours as you can, not leaving your desk at all. So, well, the, the pandemic changed all that, right? Productivity did not drop during the pandemic. Uh, in, in fact, uh, productivity increased uh, when lawyers were working from home. And, and that's something that was very surprising to very senior lawyers um, that are very used to having their associates work alongside them in the office, uh, for long hours uh, but the thing is I think we, 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 we have seen that lawyers can be trusted uh, because they know the purpose for which they are practicing and they will put in what, is, what it takes it doesn't matter where they are they could be working in their kitchen they could be working in the bed it doesn't really matter right and the flipper side of it is uh, Larry that we, we, we I think we've seen in the news media as well that many lawyers have uh, reported being fatigued from not knowing when to stop um, and there were mental health issues that we had to address and, and, and so on. So the, the, the key thing is, the, the tool that we want to use is to, 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 to trust our lawyers that they will do the right thing, um, whether they are working remotely from home or in the office, and give them the tools to do it, and indeed guide them on how to you know, integrate work life uh, so that they have a, a, a balanced uh, a working relationship uh, with, with, with us. And I think that the lawyers are appreciating that, that uh, what we're doing for them. Well, after all, as lawyers, we seek to be trusted advisors, so it only makes sense that our employers should trust us as well. Yes, absolutely, Larry. So the key takeaway is that we, we, we know that we can trust our lawyers to do great work uh, wherever they are, whenever they want, whichever way they desire. And that's why in, in Singapore, we're given uh, flexibility for our lawyers to work remotely uh, up to half the time. Uh, which really was unthinkable uh, just three years ago before the pandemic started. And, and seeing as how you're currently on a visit to Japan, are things different in Japan than in Singapore? For one thing, Japan, uh, contrary to much of Asia, has a rapidly aging workforce. It's, it's very different dynamic, I would suggest. Well, good, uh, good that you asked that, Larry, because uh, indeed in my visit to uh, Osaka in Tokyo in Japan, uh, my initial impression was that Japanese law firms would be a lot more conservative uh, than, than, in the, than in Europe and in, in the North America um, because the stereotype that we see a, a Japanese salary man working very late into the night and catching the last train home um, but in, when I spoke to my counterparts in, in Japan they are reporting to me that they have embraced uh, remote working or hybrid working uh, such that lawyers are allowed to work from home uh, for up to two or three days in a, in a week um, and they have uh, reported um, higher happiness levels and productivity uh, uh, from the lawyers. And it really seems that the, the phenomenon of uh, hybrid work and remote work uh, is uh, sweeping not only you know, across uh, North America, uh, Europe, but also to, to this part of Asia as well. Uh, and this is something that is here to stay. 
Is it a direct result of the COVID pandemic or it was already a change that was occurring beforehand? Uh, I would say absolutely it's due to the pandemic because the more senior lawyers that I spoke to uh, had absolutely the same reaction that I had that back three years ago, if we are speaking in the autumn of 2019, none of this uh, would have been imaginable that that we we will work from home two or three days a week or even more and uh, not having to commute to work uh, every day. And Nadine, how do you keep young lawyers from jumping ship in a German law firm or from a German law firm? We have the same things um, Kia mentioned. So uh, we create and live for culture which values inclusion and teamwork. We will really live our values. Um, Be supportive, be collaborative, be bold, be exceptional. We have winners every year for the different categories. So um, this is really, really necessary for us to have the visibility of our values and to have the visibility in our ways of working um, all the time. And we have a really good team spirit among colleagues and try to come together as often as possible for internal events or away days. And in addition, we have established many additional offers such as family and health and well-being benefits or secondments to another offices in different countries. Um, in addition, flexible and mobile working and part-time models at all seniority levels are a standard practice for us. And time off for further training, childcare sabbaticals is also encouraged and supported. Um, and it's, it's important to be close um, to the employee's needs. As things progress, Nadine, uh, how do you see the law firm of the future? Is remote work just a fad or will German law firms soon be hiring Singaporean lawyers who will work remotely? (laughs) It's a funny idea, but unfortunately it's not possible to hire lawyers uh, from Singapore in German law firms as they are not admitted to the German bar, so unfortunately not. And as from the law firm of the future, I think um, remote working will remain, but flexibility will be the key. And the pandemic showed shown us that mobile and remote working is possible and there's no negative impact on results. I certainly don't believe that people need to work from the office every day, but I also strongly believe that you do need some face time together in and out of the office to be the greatest team you can be. We need, I think, the combined of combination of best of both worlds. That means to find the right balance between mobile working and being together in the office or elsewhere. Kia, in the previous episode of Spotlight Asia, we discussed the effects of technology on law firm management. Artificial intelligence can perform many of the routine tasks previously performed by junior lawyers. Does this mean less lawyers being hired? And if so, how will junior lawyers of the future gain early career experience if they're being essentially replaced by robots? That's a very good uh, question, Larry. And uh, my my personal take is that uh, lawyers will will never be replaced by by robots. Uh, And the second thing is uh, legal technology, legal tech is here to stay, right? Um, I I, I really don't think that uh, conceivably legal tech and AI will replace lawyers, um, they just make us work better. Uh, just just dial back 20 years ago, uh, when I started practice, uh, we were just starting you know, to use email more, more, more often, uh, replacing you know, fax machines 
and letter correspondence, uh, things were just a little bit slower then. Uh, but when everybody started using email, things become uh, quicker. Well, it is not a piece of legal tech, of course, uh, email, but it's a piece of technology that changed the world. Uh, now that in a typical 8, 10 or 12 hour day, depending on where you are and how, what, how hard you work, um, you, you just start replying uh, more to emails, you do things faster, um, replacing fax machines and uh, letter correspondence, um, but the quality of work uh, should, not, should not drop. Uh, from from there, right? So we we're, we're doing work at a faster pace, uh, a response expected of us by our clients, right? Um, I I personally think that instead lawyers, instead of worrying that they'll be replaced by robots, uh, have to up our game and do higher level work, right? The the they're not the replacement. Absolutely, absolutely, because the emails don't write themselves. I mean, <laughs> hopefully not until somebody invents emails that write themselves. Tools that that would write an email, although I'm not sure. Okay, okay, I'm gonna have nightmares, right? Or or emails, uh, or computers reading the judgments for yourselves and and litigating in front of yourselves, and you know listening to the lawyers and really doing everything that lawyers do. I think you know lawyers who are doing routine work, uh, you know the kind of routine work that lawyers do will be phased out. And from what I've shared, uh, you know earlier a few minutes ago, it is exactly what the new new generation of lawyers don't want to do. They don't want to do mundane, routine work. They put themselves in a comfort zone. Um, they want to do different challenging work, right? They want to speak to clients as early as they can. They want to take instructions. They want to go on deals. And I, th I think that's, that's a, a, a perfect situation because uh, AI and um, uh, legal technology will, will take away the routine work and nobody really needs to do. Let the robots do what they do best and uh, lawyers rise up above that and do more challenging and engaging work, uh, which should be what we should all, as lawyers, be striving to do. Lawyering instead of uh, soldiering. And uh, hopefully we get a more work-life balance from there. That makes sense. So AI basically freezes up our time to do the sorts of work that we really want to do and not the routine stuff. And Nadine, how about in Germany? What's the effect of legal technology on the careers of young lawyers in your home country? Um, I think um, the first thing is flexibility. I think law firms have to be flexible in different ways to be perfectly prepared for the future, for attracting talents, but as well for clients and market needs. Um, in addition, um, we need a work, working culture which is based on values for young talents. It's crucial that they're working in a working culture in which they can develop and grow as a person in the best possible way in addition to work on demanding and challenging programs and projects. And last but not least, um, a future workplace. Um, and we have to combine the best of both worlds, the right balance between mobile working and spending time together in the office or elsewhere. Well, this has been a great discussion. Unfortunately, we're up against the clock, but before we conclude, let's recap. Nadine, what are your three takeaways from our discussion? Um, I think um, the first thing is flexibility. I think law firms have to be flexible in different ways to be perfectly prepared for the future, for attracting talents, but as well for clients and market needs. Um, in addition, um, we need a work, working culture which is based on values for young talents. It's crucial that they're working in a working culture in which they can develop and grow as a person in the best possible way, in addition to work on demanding and challenging programs and projects. And last but not least, um, a future workplace. Um, and we have 
to combine the best of both worlds, the right balance between mobile working and spending time together in the office or elsewhere. Thank you, Nadine. And Kia, what are your three takeaways? Well, personally, the first takeaway that I have is that the enemy in the war for talent uh, is indeed ourselves. Uh, if lawyers are leaving our firms and the profession, it is our problem as much as uh, theirs, uh, those being in the younger generation. Um, law, being one of the oldest profession around the world, uh, has adopted over a thousand years. So I believe that you know, this phenomenon is not new. And if we as leaders of law firms can adopt a growth mindset, um, like adopting you know, flexible, um, hybrid working, and trusting our lawyers, you know, then things will change and it has to change, right? Which brings me to the second point uh, that I raised earlier, which purpose uh, really being the key, um, recognizing that people now regard purpose as a higher priority uh, than material gains. So giving that purpose and living that purpose is, is really the key to retaining uh, the talent and to fight that war uh, for, for talent from, from other professions. Um, the third thing is, trust we still come back to trust we have learned that we can trust our co-workers we've learned that we can trust our our juniors um, and trust goes both ways right um, client will trust us if we can trust our co-workers and Larry you made a very good point about clients and trusting us with their work so the, the the legal profession has always been synonymous with the word trust and what goes around comes around I think we really have to trust each other that we can do a good job without having you know to see see co-workers um, discharging their duties at their workplace at their desk uh, for very long hours so give them the flexibility that they need and I think you know all of us uh, we will overcome the war for talent um, surely uh, and, 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 and hopefully sooner than later indeed a goal we all share thank you Nadine Kirsch, Kia Menglo, thank you both for sharing your insights on the human resource aspect of the law business. Thank you for inviting me and having me here today. Well, thank you. This has been episode two of season three of Spotlight Aisha, and we've been discussing the war for talent. As season three progresses, we'll continue to explore the topic of efficient law firm management. We'll also present highlights from Aisha events as we lead up to Aisha's next annual Congress set to take place in Rio de Janeiro from August 21st to August 26th, 2023, where the theme will be Rethinking the Law in Four Dimensions. Tune in to our next episode of Spotlight Asia with the intriguing title, Efficiency Beyond Technology. You've been listening to Spotlight Asia, a podcast produced by Asia for young lawyers across the globe. Over the course of season three, we'll be offering practical tips to help both young lawyers and more seasoned professionals to improve their business and professional lives. We'll talk to lawyers and other experts as they share valuable insights into the legal profession. Tune in each month for something new. If you like what you've heard and wish to be notified of future episodes, follow Aisha on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Or you can simply download Spotlight Aisha wherever you find your favorite podcasts or at aisha.org. For all of us at l'Association Internationale des Jeunes Avocats, this is Larry Markowitz wishing you a great day. Mm-hmm.